Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And today, Doug McCary is back in the I'm studio. Back. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, it's good to be back yeah. in the studio. It's great to have him back finally. Yep, it is good to be back. And uh, it was nice to have a little break. Yeah. You know, it's always nice to have a break off, but uh, I did miss being here with you. And But it was a good little uh, getaway for me and uh, very refreshing. Mm. And uh, some time away where I had no cell phone service, oh. no internet, really, where I was uh, to speak of. And so it was... Uh, it was good. So, um, and a lot still going on, and uh, a lot. It's just crazy out in the world. I mean, uh, if you look, it's here. No, we're November sixteenth, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's still talking about the election. Yep, you've got half the country that uh, believes that Donald Trump's going to be the next president. Mm-hmm. You got half the country that believes that Joe Biden is going to be the next president. And we still don't know. I mean, if it, it's wild. If you go to the news sites, project it says projected winner of Pennsylvania, projected winner mm-hmm. of these six battleground states. But there's investigations going on, lawsuits going on, and people don't know. And so very divided. And I don't know if you – did you watch over the weekend? Did you see the march up in D.C.? Yeah. That mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah. Um you had Antifa, and yeah. then you had uh, um, the Million Man MAGA March. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that was disheartening and hearing the BLM and uh, Antifa uh, people were saying America was never great. Mm-hmm. That That's just simply not true. If you look at our country and what this country has accomplished and god has allowed this country to do some very very great things mm-hmm. i mean look at air travel think about air travel alone i mean um we have the safest airline would you rather fly from here uh, and go on an airplane or go in russia and go on an airplane mm-hmm. would you rather go over in india and get on an airplane or get on an airplane here you can go to the smallest city in america and you're going to feel more comfortable and safe on those planes Mm-hmm. This country is a great country. It has had a rich history of innovation. I mean, every person who holds a cell phone, yeah. every person who uses a computer, all those things came out of how the people in this country have been gifted and blessed by God to come up with great ideas and then not only have the great idea, but see them mass produced and put out so Everybody can have them mm-hmm. and use them. And so it's just um, really, you know, when you hear people say America was never great, were we perfect? No, we were never perfect. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But we've been a, one of the greatest countries of all time. I mean, of mm-hmm. all time. I would say the greatest. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Of uh, When you look at everything 
that America has done. When other countries are in trouble, who's there to help them? Mm-hmm. You don't see China pouring in aid to go help other countries. Mm-hmm. You don't see them mobilizing bunches of people and resources to go. So America is a great country, and it's just disingenuous, I think, to say because we have problems that we're not great. Yeah, You know, there's no perfect country. And and so I think, it, it, you know, and to inflict violence up there, and it was sad to me that uh, you had all this violence going on. People, I mean, and I don't know if you saw it, Taylor, but they were vicious. Mm-hmm. The Antifa people and BLM people, they were they were pretty vicious in what they were saying yep. to police officers, to other people, and the people up there. And it was a, it was sad to me, and I, I think it could be indicative of where our country may be headed mm-hmm. in the next few weeks. Yep. Uh, because we are more divided now than we ever have been, and and I don't place the blame on Donald Trump as president. No, I don't. I I, I refuse to believe that. I think the blame, a lot of it rests in the mainstream media mm-hmm. who has sought to divide our country, and they have. Mm-hmm. They have been a tool, and ultimately it's not even them. You know who it is ultimately, right? It's the enemy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people forget that there's a spiritual war. It's a spiritual battle. You've got demonic forces that are manipulating people and institutions and everything else, and and they've created such a rift and and the the church is really not known what to do mm-hmm. you got church leaders who are just kind of being ostriches and putting their head in the sand and staying yep. over here that are afraid to say anything because of political correctness they're afraid to stand for life mm-hmm. and and the sanctity of human life they're afraid to stand up against uh, uh you know for family values not against but for what God says in his word is a man and a woman loving each other. And so you have this, this wide variety of churches out there that call themselves churches where truth is almost non-existent mm-hmm. within the church. And, you know, you and I were talking beforehand. Uh, this was 20 years ago. So this is not even recent. But at a seminary 20 years ago, a professor at Southern Seminary who Al Mohler, who was one of our guests a few weeks ago, came in and tried to bring sweeping change Mm. to that. But these are people training pastors 20 years ago. He said this, a delay of Christ's return finally forced the writing down of his words, but not before they had undergone considerable reshaping. What was written down about Jesus represented the early church more than Jesus himself. When sifted down, it leaves little that one can attribute to Jesus. So he's discounting the Bible. Yeah. And and this is 20 years ago. So the product of that mm-hmm. and a lot of other liberal seminaries is what we have leading the church today. So that's why we're impotent as a church. And so um, I think we have a time that as believers, we're, we're on a dividing line. We, we're going to choose to be voices for truth. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to be sucked up into the vortex of the world, yeah. And let the and let the world either keep us quiet through intimidation and cancel culture, mm-hmm. and that's happening all over right yep. now. By the way, yeah. If you uh, people, th- this should never happen in this country. 
if you support a political candidate one way or the other, whether it's Donald Trump or Biden, I don't care who it is, that doesn't mean you should be fired from your job. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's what's happening right now in our country, all over our country. People are actually being terminated because they either they support mostly because they support Donald Trump. Yeah. And it's that mm-hmm. uh that ideology, that wokeness, it's in, infected the the corporate world and uh just listening to someone talk about it uh today. Uh, how difficult it is uh, to do or say anything because people are afraid of losing their job. Well, here's the thing. You know, I don't know. um, um, Al Mohler was talking about our our election this morning, and he said, in the final analysis, it doesn't come, you know, the, the reality of whatever the election is doesn't come until the results of the Electoral College are confirmed. Mm Mm-hmm. By the House of Representatives. So the media doesn't call who's president just because you think one candidate or the other is there. It doesn't matter. The Electoral College itself meets on December 14th. And between now and then, all the states or localities are going to confirm the results as they count them mm-hmm. and and see that they're certified. The very last date of the last state Offering that certification is December the 11th. Um, the Associated Press has been calling elections and naming a president-elect all the way back to 1848. The press has been doing it. Um, that's a long time. And they never have had to reverse their declaration um, because they're not reporting on polls. They actually report on the results that come in from the states. Mm-hmm. But this year they didn't do that. Mm. The poll, the results haven't come in yet, yeah. and um, and so as they go through this process, and we we see by December fourteenth, it's going to be pretty clear. I think by then, who's going to be the next president, and whether it's Joe Biden or whether it's Donald Trump. And right now, according to what the media has put out there, it's going to be Joe Biden. But the mm-hmm. states again haven't certified in Georgia, Pennsylvania. Wisconsin, they haven't certified Michigan. There's still legal challenges. And some say there's as many as 600,000 votes in those states. Wow. That's a lot of votes. Yeah. And so uh, in the next two weeks, they're going to be working through that. And what you got to ask yourself, if you're out there and you're listening, do you want to see the right thing? Or do you want to see your thing? Yeah. I mean, because the truth is, I want what's right. I want, and ultimately, God's going to put that person in charge because he's the one that puts kings in their throne. Yeah. So, and he put and he puts leaders in their place. So, when we come back, we're going to get into staying in our lane in the faith race. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls.
SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos All those people going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity your arms with the broken hearted, the ones that are far beyond my reach. Give me your heart for the ones forgotten. Give me your eyes so I can see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Step out on a busy street, see a girl in our eyes meet. Does her best to smile at me. What's underneath This man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his wife He's out of work He's buying time That was Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath Welcome back to SWAT Radio SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth uh, If you are just joining us Doug McCary is back into the studio After being gone for uh, a week and a day and we talked in the first segment a little bit about the, just the news of the past week and what's been going on, giving a rundown of uh, kind of how the election process works. Uh, so that's what you missed. Uh, well, we're-, we're just talking about, you know, going forward. And I just think, um, you know, from a Christian perspective, we we want what's right. Mm-hmm. We should want what's best for our country and what's right. We don't like hypocrisy. We shouldn't, yeah, because that serves nobody. It, it doesn't serve God. It doesn't glorify God to be hypocritical. And what's interesting to me is, for the last four years, you know, since 2016, mm-hmm. people have claimed that President Trump is illegitimate. Yeah, we've spent millions and millions of dollars going through investigations that reveal nothing. Mm-hmm. Listen. I'm going to tell you, just as an investigator and a former uh, FBI agent, that if there would have been dirt on Donald Trump, it would have been found because they looked hard and long and fast to find something on him to basically impeach him. And they go, they did impeach him. Yeah, but they didn't impeach him. The, The House of Representatives impeached him based on something that really wasn't even he didn't even do any he it was it was a political impeachment is what it was he was looking into corruption yeah um, you know the other side yeah and so 
All I'm saying is if you go back four years, there's been cries of he's not legitimate, he's not legitimate. But what's interesting is when Ronald Reagan was elected by landslides back in 80 and 84, both popular and electoral college votes, do you know even then they said he was not legitimate? They said people didn't know what they were doing when they went in the voting booths. Even with that, there have been claims. But it's much more partisan now, much Mm -hmm. more divided now. And as believers, we have to remember, it's okay for us to have a difference of opinion. It's okay for us to not agree, but we should never be hateful. We should pray, um, pray for our country. We pray for our leaders. We pray for God's will to be done. And, um, and, and then we, we try to act in a loving way. Mm-hmm. That's what we do as believers. We put God on display we don't lose our cool because somebody has a different opinion than us. We've always been able to be to disagree, or we should be able to anyway, and have conversation because if everybody thought alike, it'd be a very boring country, <laughs> yeah. but we don't. But I want to go back to what I said earlier about uh, another professor actually at Southwestern, which is in Dallas, Fort Worth area. And and at this week, we're talking about staying in our lane in the faith race. You know, if you're racing, Taylor, and uh, you get out of your lane, what happens? You get disqualified. You, you're disqualified, right? You're supposed to stay in your lane. Well, the whole faith race thing we looked at starting in Chapter 12 is we're running a race. And we need to stay in our lane. And by that, we keep our eyes on the finish line. And remember, chapter 1 through 12 of Hebrews is what we believe. Chapter 13 is really what others see. And and so as we think about our race, we got to ask the question, is my faith race informed more by God's word or by a charismatic preacher, pop culture, personal feelings, whatever? I really believe as we look around our country, it's easy to let our personal feelings dominate Mm -hmm. how we look at the world around us rather than god's word yeah because what we think is right based on our personal feelings feelings are not unimportant they're just not the most important thing yeah we should certainly it's okay for you to have feelings of anger at injustice there's certainly we should look at things and we may disagree on ways to handle things there may be differences of opinion on how you handle racial inequity or, you know, uh, ethnic uh, in- inequity. Mm-hmm. But they may just be different approaches to it. We shouldn't demonize somebody because they they don't want to uh, defund the police mm-hmm. and somebody else does. Yeah, We don't demonize them. We have a conversation about it. This is why I think we should. Um, we also got to ask the question, Am I allowing the enemy to get me off track by getting me more focused on an outcome than being obedient to God's word and, and, and doing what he wants me to do? Yeah. In other words, what would I do to make Joe Biden president? What would I do mm. to make Donald Trump president? Is that the most important thing driving me right now? Am I more concerned with that than my neighbor's salvation? Mm. Am yeah. I more concerned with that than, than putting God on display? Finally, what am I running for? What is my purpose in running this race? It's to put God on display in a world that desperately needs to see him. So I want to go back to this professor at Southwestern, another one, who said, 
the view of the cross has a tendency to distort the nature of God and is not so harmless. The view of Jesus' death as a satisfaction to the wrath of God leaves us in the spectator's role, applauding a job well done by God, but us untouched by the whole process. This leaves a lot to be desired. This is what this guy says. He's talking about the cross. And what he's saying is, just to believe in the cross isn't enough for me. I've got to do something. Mm. Now, that's what he's transmitting to students. Now, in the 1970s, at Southern Seminary, 74% of incoming students believed that God existed. 74%. Right? Um, but only 63% believed when they graduated. So it dropped 11% yeah. by being in seminaries, studying the Bible for four years to preach. 87% believe Jesus is God. Get this. 63% believed when they graduated. So that dropped 24%, almost a quarter, you know, 25 points. Yeah. Um, 66% believed in the virgin birth when they graduated, only 32% believed in the virgin birth. Mm. 80, or I'm sorry, uh, 85% believe that Jesus is the only way to be saved. When they graduated, only 59% believed that he was the exclusive way to be saved. And so that's at Southern Seminary. This is before Al Mohler came in. Mm-hmm. But still, the product, all those students are out there now as pastors, a lot of them. Yeah. Some of them may be out of ministry. But when you think about that and you, you look at the church, we've got to understand what what is God calling to us to as we run our faith race? Well, this week we're going to look at three things. One, he calls us to stay true to the gospel. That's the most important thing about our doctrine, what the gospel is. It's not whether we speak in tongues or don't speak in tongues. It's not whether we believe in uh, baptism by immersion or baptism by sprinkling. It's the gospel. That is the essential. So we need to stay true to that. The second thing to stay in our lane, we need to stay apart from the world. And by that, or stand apart, not stay apart, stand apart. In other words, if if you put a Jaguar player... And you put a Kansas City Chief player, do they look different? Mm-hmm. They have different uniforms, right? Yeah. They stand out. Mm-hmm. You don't, they don't have to do it. They just stand out. We should stand out against the world. If we're not standing out in the world, are we really living out godly principles in our life? So that's the second thing to keep us in our lane. And the third thing is we need to seek the home built by God. In other words, our focus is, is moving toward a finish line that's with our Father in heaven. That's what we seek more than anything else. And he talks about that. And and so we'll, we're going to look at that. If we try to fit in here and hold on to this world, we're missing the boat. Yeah. And so those three things, staying true to the gospel, standing apart from the world, and seeking the home built by God are the three things this week that we're going to focus on. Today we're going to look at staying true to the gospel and when we come back, we're, I know we're about to go to break in just a second. I'm going to have you read 
uh, Hebrews 13, 7 through 14. And we're going to look at three things specifically today. How do we stay true to the gospel? Well, first of all, we imitate the faith of our fathers. I mean, the, our spiritual fathers. Mm-hmm. Second, we remember that the object of our faith doesn't change over time, unlike everything else around us. Yeah. It doesn't change. And third, by guarding against false teaching. Those three things will help us stay true to the gospel. And each one of those has some practical implications for us. And so we're going to read the text when we come back from the break and start getting into this. What does it really look like to stay true? Because if you ask people today what the gospel is, everybody will throw in Jesus and Mm. the cross maybe, but they don't know. They'll add stuff to it. Mm. They'll add well, you know, you got to believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe that, but then I also believe I got to live a good life. Mm. I got to make good choices. Yeah. And so they add works to it. So it's Jesus plus something. Mm-hmm. And that's not the gospel. The gospel is in Christ alone. Christ alone, grace alone, Christ alone. And how do people know that? By the word alone. It's not your fancy preaching, mm-hmm. not your methods. Uh, and using pragmatic methods, it's the preaching of God's word. So it's the word alone, by grace alone, through Christ alone. That's what the whole Reformation was about. Yeah. So. Yeah, sola scriptura, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't so, remember the other one. Sola. Sola fide. Fide. Yeah. Sola fide. Yeah. And uh, sola fide. So sola, sola gracias. Gracias. I think I don't know. That's for grace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grace alone. So it's the word alone, grace alone, Christ alone, faith alone. Yes, yeah. through faith, because it's the worked out. Remember, Ephesians uh, 2 says, it's by grace you've been saved through faith. Yeah. So when we come back, I'll have you read the text, and we'll start looking at that. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the news.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was David Crowder with Red Letters. If you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson, and I'm back in with Doug McCary. He is back after being gone for a week, um, so I'm glad to give over the uh, hosting responsibilities. <laughs> you did a good and, job, and Go it back to being the co-host. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. If you are just joining us, we have been talking about uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 13. Uh, this week we'll be looking at verses 7 through 14. Um, in the first segment, we talked a little bit about the news, and then we jumped into the study. So if you missed any of that and would like to go back and listen, you can listen to our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts by searching SWAT Radio. You can also go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com, and you can search um, for the podcast for today, the 1116, uh, or for the program today, 1116. And listen there as well. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. So those are three ways to listen if you missed us live and ever want to go back and listen to what we got uh, to say. Well, um, you know, Taylor, as we get into this text, just a quick reminder to everybody that the whole book of Hebrews was written to a group of Jewish people in a faith community. Some had left the Jewish sacrificial system and had bought in with Christ. Some had only intellectually bought in, they weren't there, and then some were still trying to figure it out. And so it has five warnings in chapter 2. The first warning is don't drift away from the message that Jesus is supreme. Uh, The second warning was in Hebrews 3. It was don't harden your heart like the children of Israel did in the desert. Chapter uh, 5 and 6 had the third warning, don't waver, be all in, don't fluctuate, don't keep wanting to go back just because you're experiencing persecution. Chapter 10 had the fourth warning, don't be an apostate. In other words, don't have the truth and then reject it. And then chapter 12 had the uh, had the fifth warning, don't reject Jesus. He's superior to everyone. He's the only way to be in the right relationship with God the Father. He is our high priest, and that was the most important feature in Judaism was a high priest. And, and so he lays out in chapters 1 through 12, why Jesus is supreme. And remember, he started in chapter 11 showing examples, but in chapter 12, he, he basically says, because we have all these examples, now run this race. Run the race. You know, run this faith race. you got to run it according to his plan. Um, you, you know, put off the useless, every weight, sin that entangles you. Look to Jesus and look to his pattern. Jesus is the source. So if you want to know what it looks like to run the race well, Look at him. You got to read the Gospels and know what, how he does that. And and then in chapter uh, twelve, he also talks about embracing discipline. You know, I don't know any runner that runs well that isn't disciplined. Mm-hmm. He has to be disciplined. And he's talking specifically in chapter twelve about pain and suffering of persecution, uh, whatever pain suffering is in your life. There's three reasons for it: correction, protection, and instruction. And he's encouraging the disciples, you know, to strengthen the weak, pursue peace and holiness, protect each other, run, you know, run together. And he says there's two races you can run. You can run a performance race to Mount Sinai, which was where the law was given, and think that you're going to be good enough on your own to get there, or you run to Zion. I was reading this morning. It's funny. I was reading this morning in the Psalms, and he's talking about, Mount Zion, how beautiful it is. Why? 
It's a little hill over there. The reason it's beautiful because it's the picture of God's grace. Mm. It's God's grace. You can't do anything to make God love you more. There's nothing you can do. It was done in Jesus and his death on the cross. It's not Jesus plus what you do. And so today as we look at this text, to stay true to the gospel means we have to understand God calls us to run this faith race and stay true to that good news that Jesus died so that he would pay for all of our sin and he made it possible for us to be in a right relationship with the Father and then put that kind of faith on display. That means when you blow it, if you're listening and you you blow it because you give in to temptation, because you inadvertently lose your temper, whatever it is, if you're a believer, that's why he died. So you don't have to beat yourself up in shame. You come back to the cross and you confess it. You go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you did for me. And so as you um, as you embrace the cross, it humbles you. Like when you blow it and you come yeah. back to the cross, I blew it last week. I lost my tip. I come back to the cross. It humbles me. So let's stay true to the gospel. And, and how do we do that? Imitate the faith of our fathers. Remember the object of our faith doesn't change. That's right out of the text. So today, just read 7 through 10 right now. Hebrews 13, 7 through 10. All right. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace not by foods which have not been which have not benefited those devoted to them we have an altar from which those who have who serve the tent have no right to eat yeah so so he's saying right here he starts off in verse 7 by saying remember your leaders those who spoke to you the word of god so what's he saying by that you remember those who first taught you about christ and yeah. the, the gospel the, yeah he's saying remember those who taught you um about the gospel and he's saying remember consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith so what else was he saying by that he's saying not just what they said but what they, they actually lived it now do you think that's a problem in our culture today yeah i don't think there's a lot of people who who live it out well, but there's not a lot of focus on the living aspect of it either. You know. Yeah. For, all right. So, it not let's say ninety percent of the churches in America. How many of those people see their pastors living it out? Hmm. I mean, literally, they get to see them. Yeah, there's not many who probably see them other than up on the stage on Sunday. So, know? so what does that communicate to us? I mean, who else do you see on a stage? like celebrities and entertainers. And, entertainers. Yeah. and what kind of life do they live apart? Do you see, we're so influenced in this way. We don't even realize how influenced we are. That's why Jesus didn't say, listen to what I say. He said, come follow me. Mm, yeah. Come be with me. I don't want you just to hear what I teach. I want you to see me. Paul did the same thing. Peter did the same thing. You know, uh, so he's saying, listen, remember your leaders those who spoke to you and consider the outcome of their life. Now, 
we imitate the faith of our fathers. I want you to stop and think for a second. Who taught you the word of God? And I know your dad did, but think about people in your life. My parents taught me. My dad used to get up and we do devotional 630 in the morning before mm. I went to school. And I appreciate that. Thank you, Dad. I know if you're listening, I appreciate you doing that. Mom, y'all taught me the word, and I appreciate that so much. But God brought other faithful people into my life, too. David Ingram, who was a youth pastor, he taught me the word. You know, Brother James Hoven, I remember him as a pastor. Uh, Brother Marcus Jones, I remember him as a pastor. And I would see these people. They would come over to our house. I would. Mm. We would see them what they were like away from the pulpit. Mm. I mean, we interacted with them. And so to see people and spend time with them, um, you know, those people didn't just preach it, they lived it. Mm. And you could see that. Now, is that much more impactful than just hearing a message? Yeah. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, listen, imitate those people. Imitate him. He's saying what you saw, now you go be like that. It's like Paul when Paul said, imitate me as I imitate who? Christ. And so the first way we stay true to the gospel is by imitating the faith of our fathers. But then he goes into verse 8. He says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have to remember, what's the object of our faith? Christ. Yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't change, our faith shouldn't change. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. what's more important, the object of our faith or the amount of our faith? The object. And he doesn't change. He's saying, remember that. So when you blow it, let's say you lose it with Ari, your wife, and you do something, you say something you regret. Is Jesus interceding for you with the Father? Yeah. Yeah. What's he up there saying? Say, Lord, Taylor's a knucklehead. you got to <laughs> help him out here. He's saying, you know what? I know he's growing, Lord. God, be merciful to him. Soften his heart. Mm. He's up there interceding for you before you ever say anything to him because you're his kid. Yeah. Now, that should encourage you. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's trying to say. Remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He doesn't change. Here's what's crazy. Remember when he told Peter, Peter, Satan's asked to sift you, but I'm praying for you. Yeah. Did you notice that he didn't say Peter, Satan's asked to sift you, but I took care of him. Yeah. What did he say? I'm praying for you. Yeah. Indicating what he's doing for you and me. Yeah. How cool is it to know that the God of all creation is praying for you? Yeah. I mean, isn't that cool? It's pretty, it's tough to wrap your mind around, you know what I mean, how magnificent that is. But we will be back with more after the, the break. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, 
parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to seek and save. He's on Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Rescuer by Ren Collective. If you are just joining us, we've been talking about Hebrews chapter 13, and we're looking at verses 7 through 14 today, uh, or this week, excuse me. We focused on 7 through 10 uh, today, though. I'm um, talking about uh, emulating your fathers in the spirit, you know, those who uh, brought you to Christ and, and living the life that they um are not the life they lived, but a life similar to how they lived and how they walked out their faith as you uh, go to walk your faith out as well, to remember that. Um, so if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven swat or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. I'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse as well as in Meridian Mississippi listening on WMER. Wanted to make sure I got that in before. Uh... Yeah. Also, I'll give a shout out to Ben and Keith listening up in Ohio. Okay. These are some uh, law enforcement brothers up there. We want to lift them up, pray yeah. for them. Uh, they are uh, representing uh, God as servants of the Most High mm-hmm. out in the law enforcement world. And uh, got a chance to get to know them uh, last week when I was up in Georgia. And uh, awesome. two great guys, really, really. So if you're listening out there, pray for Ben and Keith just in what they do uh, on the law enforcement community up there. And pray for all our uh, first responders and law enforcement people, our military guys who mm-hmm. are overseas. Uh, certainly appreciate them and uh, so thankful for what they do and how they uh, help represent and uh, keep justice in the world. Hey, you know, Taylor, uh, real quick, just to finish up uh, 7 through 10 today, uh, God's calling us to run this faith race, staying true by imitating the faith of the fathers. We looked at that in verse 7, remembering that the object of our faith doesn't change. Jesus is the same yesterday, 
today and tomorrow. But then he says in verse 9 and 10, guard against false teaching. That's another way we stay true to the gospel. In verse 9, he says this. He says, don't be led away by diverse and strange teaching, for it's good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. Do you know the priest couldn't eat the sin offering? Mm. They ate all other offerings, and he's saying, listen, it ain't about food. Now, why is he saying that? You know, you read a passage like that, for a lot of people, they just blow right over it. They go, I, I, well, I ain't eating no food. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but you know where we mess up? We have teachers that say, well, if you do this, then God doesn't love you. Yeah. If you do this, I've heard a pastor say, if you drink that beer, you're going straight to hell. Mm. Wow. You don't go to hell because you drink an alcoholic drink. That doesn't send you to hell. Yeah. You go to drink because you don't have a personal relationship with God through Jesus. And and he and listen, there were people back in the Bible times, New Testament and Colossians who were saying you can't eat this food, you can't touch this. Listen to what Paul says in Colossians chapter 2. He says, "Listen, if with Christ you died to the spirits of the world, the elemental spirits of the world as if you were still alive in the world, Do you submit to regulations, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teaching? These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. In other words, what he's saying is, Don't think by denying yourself these, you're more spiritual. Mm. The only thing that makes you spiritual is the Holy Spirit. It ain't because you don't do anything. If you don't drink, uh, you know, that if if he if some guy comes up to you and tells you, you know what, if you need to stop drinking because God doesn't love it when you drink. Well, does he know that? Does it say that in Scripture? Is he just, that's his own personal conviction? The problem is we make our personal convictions yeah. theology, and that's not right. That's what he he's saying. Don't submit to these human traditions. He's given us guidelines. that We have the Spirit. And, and if you know, remember back to what Paul talked about in uh, Corinthians, there were people struggling to eat meat sacrificed to idols. And he said, some of you are weak. And and it bothers you to eat that meat, so don't eat it. Yeah. But for those of you who are strong, then eat it and don't worry about it. I mean, if you eat it and you worry about it, it's sinful. He's saying, don't you? We have freedom in Christ, and so we need to guard against false teaching. What other kind of false teaching do we deal with today? Well, there's people that talk about faith, and they talk about it in the amount of faith you have rather than the object of our faith. In other words, they teach you, it's called prosperity gospel preaching. Mm. And what they preach is you just have to have enough faith for your bank account to be full. You just have to have enough faith for you not to be sick with cancer. You just have to have enough faith. And it's not about the object of your faith. It's about the amount of your faith. And who is that putting the impetus on? It's on you. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and that's that's crazy. And so, anyway, when we think about 
staying true to the gospel, God gives us spiritual people that come into our life that teach us his word, that encourage us, and we need to look at their lives and imitate them, he's saying. And then we need to remember the, that those people are following an object that doesn't change. Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And third, we need to guard against false teaching. So, Taylor, is it loving or, or, or is it more loving for me? If Let's say you come to me and you, you talk, man, I listened to this guy the other day. He was awesome. He said this, this, and this, and you were so fired up about what he said. But as you shared it with me, you were sharing false things that are not contrary to the gospel. So what's the loving thing for me to do as your brother in Christ? To confront that and be like, hey, that's, you know, I'm glad you're excited, but that's not congruent with what we believe. That's not what the scripture says. So let's look at it. But what's our first tendency when somebody does that? Oh, that's nice. You know, kind of say, oh, okay. We don't really, we don't really, well, first we feel stupid because we were excited about false teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you, you, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you understand yeah, yeah. what I'm saying? I thought you meant what most people, when someone comes up oh, to them yeah, that yeah. way, they're just like, oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, most people, you're right. Most people are too embarrassed to say anything. Mm-hmm. But when we do say something to those people, they feel embarrassed mm-hmm. instead of saying, oh, all right, let me give you an example in scripture. There was a guy named Apollos, and he was teaching, but he wasn't mm-hmm. teaching the full gospel. And Priscilla and Aquila had to take him in and teach him what the real gospel was because he only knew the teaching of John the Baptist. Mm. He only knew repentance. And repentance is a turning from being self-led and using other things rather than God himself to be your righteousness. And, And so they educated him. And so what we need to do is we need to guard against false teaching and help our brothers guard against false teaching and the best way to do that is to stay in the word so you know what false teaching is yeah. when i was in the fbi you know how we we, we uh handled counterfeiters we didn't study counterfeit bills mm. we studied real bills mm. so that when you saw fake you knew right yeah. away this isn't real mm. does that make sense yeah. mm-hmm. but but w- I know people that want to delve off into really studying false religions mm. and knowing everything about yeah. false religions, and they don't know the Bible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we need to pour into God's Word and let God's Word just really ooze out of us so that we know it, so that when somebody comes in and says something that isn't right, we immediately know that's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the, and like you're talking about uh, apologetics, you know, sometimes I think, especially when you're young, you you might get caught up in, okay, I'm going to learn everything about Mormonism so I can defeat it point by point instead of just knowing what you believe. And then the differences become obvious when they're uh, brought to light. So I want to go back to the statement I said at the beginning of the program. It was a professor at Southern Seminary. Listen to this statement in light of your knowledge of the gospel. This statement, he said, a delay of Christ's return finally forced the writing down of Christ's words, but not before they had undergone considerable reshaping. What was written down about Jesus represented the early church much more than Jesus himself. When sifted down, it leaves little that one can attribute to Jesus himself. Now that is false teaching. Mm -hmm. Because what is he saying? Well, he's saying that you can't know 
Christ. And you that, you, you yeah. can't know that Jesus said these things yeah. in the Bible. He's saying that's not from Jesus. It's more from people. So, and Just me, like, okay, he has to come from a different presupposition to say something like that. So he's probably presupposing that the Gospels were written in, like, 300 A.D. or exactly. something. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that, But that he's saying that's how it is. But he doesn't. He's having faith that oh, that's when it was wrote instead of wrote when Jesus was wrote. You know what I mean? So. Well, but the other thing too is it, he doesn't. I mean, like when you read Second uh, Timothy three sixteen, that says all Scripture, mm. yeah, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent. He doesn't know that because it yeah. says all scripture mm-hmm. or also over in second Peter uh, chapter one, where he says that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation Yeah, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the spirit, the spirit moved these men. Mm-hmm. See, he, he, he violates scripture. So anyway. And he discounts yeah. the spiritual yeah. altogether. Yeah. yeah, the role of the spirits. Anyway, uh, I hope that was encouraging to you. We'll be back tomorrow looking at the other two standing apart from the world and seeking the home built by God. All right. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual